right. Cool. <laughs> this is so exciting. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. I am sitting here with Valerie, and uh, this is our first time meeting, which yes. is super exciting. I know. But I'm I love so it. Um, and we're going to talk about just um, how social media plays a huge part on how women perceive their bodies and how a lot of women and a lot of girls who are growing up have social media um, and, you know, they have these unrealistic expectations about how you have to look, especially how to get a man, especially yes. how to, oh how to gosh. be successful in a business, mm-hmm. you know? So today we're just going to chat and, um, Valerie had kind of shared her story on her Instagram, which I will, um, hook you up with her Instagram after this episode and, um, you know, just her story with, you know, body image and social media. So Valerie, start off. Sure. Well, I, first off, thank you, Tiffany, for having me. I am so excited to be on this podcast. This is actually my first podcast that I'm recording. Oh, wow. Super exciting. I'm I'm excited. (laughs) Like, I'm happy that you're doing this because secretly I've also always wanted a podcast, Mm -hmm. but I think we're all called in different directions. So I love that you took that messy action and you're doing it. You're doing it and I love it. So just to give you guys a little bit of background on me, I am currently living up in Oregon. Originally, I'm from Southern California. So anyone from the SoCal area, that's where I'm from. Um, I moved up to Oregon last fall and I love it up here. And I'm currently working as an assistant lead coach for an online business that a friend of mine owns. And my background in that is personal training, which I've been certified through NASM. And I'm currently also working on my nutrition certification through Precision Nutrition. So that's what I'm up to these days. And what I love the most is just working one-on-one with clients. I was telling Tiffany before we got started that a huge portion of our clients that we work with do come from a past of disordered eating or any type of body image issues. I will put this out there though, just to say this, I am not an expert in eating disorders. I want to put that out there as well. When we're certified as personal trainers, we aren't meant to handle current eating disorders, but if someone has worked through it, and especially if they have counseling alongside a coach, that's a perfect blend. So that's what we do super awesome. Thank you. So have you yourself personally, have you dealt with like your body image and the way social media has a, a play in that? Mm-hmm. And have you like tried, cause I know with me, like, you know, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm 30. I'm 25. Okay. So, so we're right in that same yeah, age we're range. In the same area. Yeah. So like I kind of grew up without all this kind of like technology mm-hmm. and like social media, but like our social media was like MTV, you mm-hmm. know, it was like music yep. videos and like the way that like women had to look in the music industry, like you yeah. had to be thin to be successful. You had to look a certain way to be successful. And then, you know, watching that and learning from that, you grow up kind of thinking like, this is what I have to look like to be mm-hmm. successful. And that is not the case, oh, you know, no, absolutely um, not. I was always really thin in life and I, I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder, but I would go days without eating, mm-hmm. but that's just because I wasn't hungry. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe in the back of my mind, you know, coming as an adult, I look back and I think like, maybe it was an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe with just the way I grew up in social media and, you know, just friends and family telling you this is the way you have to look Mm -hmm. to be successful, to own a business, to move up in a business, to become a CEO, vice president. You had to have the big boobs. You had to be tall. You had to be thin. You had to be skinny. You had to have a big butt. Like, your nose had to be perfect. Your teeth had to be straight. Mm -hmm. And, like, growing up like that, like, it puts a lot of pressure on you. Oh, my gosh. Especially as young women growing up. And nowadays with social media... And I look and, you know, there are some beautiful women out there Mm -hmm. and they were born lucky. Like, you know, they were born like that. Mm -hmm. But like at the same time for us women and for men, especially to think that all women should look like that, you know, it's just, it's unrealistic because nobody looks like that. (laughs) We're all different shapes, sizes, colors, you know, we believe in what we believe in. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I go through my social media and I do follow a lot of like Instagram models and I do follow... Um, a lot of like influencers Mm -hmm. but they all look the same Mm -hmm. and and it's sad that it's still going on Mm -hmm. in 2020 that like you can't 
be who you are and look the way you want, you know, because then for some reason, whoever is behind that is going to be like, you're not going to get far in life. Yeah. It's like, well, why? Let's change that. Oh, absolutely. Let's embrace it. Even if you're a man, Mm -hmm. you know, now I know men with body image, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have, you don't have, you know, boys growing up or men, you know, when you're a young age or now, you know, they don't judge you on your body weight and the way you look. Like, I feel like that's just a woman thing. And I don't. I don't get that. I never have gotten mm-hmm. that. And I've never, like, when I look at somebody, I don't think, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, yeah. they need to lose. Like, no. Like, that just even comes across my mind. Like, it's definitely more of a female type of a thing, is. I think. Because, I mean, yes, men do go through their own things um, as well with body image. Again, I don't work with men, but I have seen and heard stories from mm-hmm. their end. Like, they almost have it the opposite way where if they're very lean and small they feel not masculine enough, you know? So they're on the opposite end of the spectrum, but I agree when it comes to fitness and when it comes to Instagram, I think there's more of a presence for women. There's more of that targeted audience. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, you were watching MTV growing up. Mm -hmm. I remember I used to always look forward to the Victoria's Secret fashion shows growing up. Oh my and gosh. I remember, because they always happened in December, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. I would always think, oh my gosh, like this next year, that's going to be the year where just like I shed everything and I'm going to be like them. Yeah. And yeah. for me growing up, I was always the overweight kid. I was never confident in my body and I made up a lot of my personality and I'm putting that in air quotes right now um, <laughs> in humor because... I use that as a shield and I used to be the person who would say the most negative things about myself as a coping tool so that I could say, well, no one can outdo me. Mm -hmm. Like I've already thought and said the worst of myself. And it took me a long time to work through that because I suffered through binge eating. And that was really hard too because you know, here's this idea of what I think I'm supposed to be as a woman. If I'm not that, then what am I? Mm -hmm. And the things that I used to question a lot was like, obviously I knew I was a girl and I identify as a girl and, um, like I loved all the girly things, but I had this kind of disassociation in my own identity because if I wasn't here, if I wasn't like Victoria's secret skinny Mm -hmm. and I was over here on this end of the spectrum, like what kind of woman or girl am I? Because that you don't see that, you don't talk about that. Or if it is talked about, it's said in such a way where it's like, well, you need to lose weight. And I remember too, when I was younger, like my dad, and I love him, I do. And he struggled with weight his whole life as well. And I know he meant well by this, but he used to make these little comments about my weight or like, oh, you wanna eat that? Or are you eating this again? Yeah. Or let's sign up for the gym together. And back then I hated working out, which is funny because now I'm going on five years of heavy lifting and I love it. Like Mm -hmm. it is, whew, gets me every day. (laughs) Um, But when he made those comments, like I became so self-conscious of my body and I know that even up until now, it's something that affects me in terms of like when I'm around guys, Mm -hmm. especially. Like that's a huge thing. I know you were mentioning like how does all of this affect you know, your dating life and all of that. And I was definitely a late bloomer because it wasn't until I got into heavy lifting that I started losing weight and toning up and just feeling confident. And we can get into that later as well. But, um, that's when I like started dating and seeing boys. And I was very naive before Mm -hmm. all of that. I used to think, Oh my gosh, if a guy likes you, you're going to go on a date Mm -hmm. and then it's going to be this plan. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly like I had my first, like again, air quotes here, like boyfriend. And he took me through that lovely roller coaster of, I'm, I'm, Am I allowed to say fuck boy? Yes. Okay. You can say, you can okay. curse on my podcast. <laughs> okay. You can do anything you want. <laughs> so, well, perfect. Because he took me through my first cycle and showed me what a fuck boy is. And, like, I had mm-hmm. never in my life experienced that. Yeah. So, and I let that go on and off for two years with this one guy. And it was constantly the cycle of, oh, my gosh, I like you. I like spending time with you, but I don't want to put a label on it. Yeah. And I used to always think it's because I wasn't good enough or I wasn't beautiful enough. And I was like, well, if I was thinner, then maybe he would like me and he would, or like me enough to the point where he would ask me to be his girlfriend and show me off. Like we used to go to the same gym together because that's how we met. And like if we would go training and like, or I would go and he would go 
and we would just see each other. He would never acknowledge me. Yeah. And now looking back, I'm happy it happened because so many of the women I work with have that similar experience and that's sad. It really is. It is. That as women, we can all empathize with each other because we've had these situations. And so having that like has been helpful now because it's shown me a lot more of what I want and what I'm looking for. But it's definitely like if you aren't in this box of I am like a Christina Aguilera circa 2003. Yeah. 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 You know, when she did like the dirty music video. Yes. Yes. Um, If you're not that, then where are you as a woman? Yeah. And that's hard, especially when you're growing up and you're trying to come up with your own identity. You have high school and middle school to deal with hormonal changes, all of that. There's a lot placed on us at a young age. And it's crazy now being in my twenties because I'm, and us both, we're super young still. Yeah, we are. But that so much pressure is placed on women, I mean, everyone, but especially young women at like the age of 12 to 18 to make all these life decisions. Like, where do you want to go to college? Do you mm-hmm. want to go to college? You know, you should look this way. You should date this person, yeah. you know, and then you get into your 20s and it like it evens out and you look back and you're like, why was I making decisions at 16 that are supposed to impact me for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense because I realized too even who I was at 21 is so different than who I am now at 25 and it's that's just four yes. years yep you know? I can totally relate I didn't know what I wanted out of life until I was maybe 27 28 mm-hmm. and I'm now gonna be 31 soon you know so I feel like just having on those added extra pressures when you're like uh like a late early teen you know with just so much of what society has to what they expect from us and it's no, nobody wants to like nobody knows what they want to do when mm-hmm. they're 15 16 years old mm-hmm. I mean hell I went to college and I was flip-flopping like what I wanted to do because I was like eh, you know maybe this is not for me oh my god I really love this but like can I see myself doing this as a career like no you know and so it's just I just feel like no matter what age because I have a few clients who are in the older they're in mm-hmm. their 40s 50s and they still deal with their body image and they still deal with dating and mm-hmm. you know I had this one guy recently who you know we were chatting and we got on a few coffee dates and he basically you know we started talking about like do you want kids you know and I was like I have a child but I love to have maybe one more two more you know but my cutoff is like 35 like after that like mm-hmm. I don't want any kids mm-hmm. you know because I want to enjoy my life yeah <laughs> um and um you know, he made a comment about um, how flat chested I was, and he was like, You're "How do you kidding. how do you expect to breastfeed?" And I was like, "Okay, do you not Holy know that when shit. a woman is yeah when and this guy was older than me, he was about seven years older than me." Honestly, I'm gonna tell like, you straight up, age <laughs> means nothing. I have this, I know like, I'm like exposing myself here. I've gone on dates with guys 10, 15, 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. It means nothing. I, I'm just putting that out No, there. I know, but, like, but, it's, it's yeah. astonishing. Because oh, it's yeah. like, first of all, it doesn't matter if you have big boobs or mm-hmm. small boobs. When you're pregnant and when you're about to have a baby, like, your boobs get bigger. But for you to even say that to yeah. me is, like, ridiculous. So, like, you know, when he said that, hmm. I was like, ooh, that stung a little bit. Oh, But then for I was sure. like, you know what? Like, fuck him. Yeah. Like, I'll find a man who can enjoy my body and won't tell me, mm-hmm. you know, um how I should look or how I should eat because I have dated yeah you know somebody my ex-husband was you know he kind of told me what I should eat Mm. you know and it's like no I'll eat what I want yeah like you know what I'm saying like but anyways it was just it was just amazing to me that like it still happens no matter what age you are and it's crazy and I think a lot of it has to do with men is you know growing up they they watch these music videos of like mm-hmm. the music video women or they have these playboys of like right. these women and so I think it's like engraved in them that like yes women are gonna look like this like even mm-hmm. um porn like oh for have you, sure that I, plays such a big I role. have taken like a look at that and mm-hmm. I'm like this is okay first of all no yeah <laughs> nothing yeah, happens I mean, like that I'm okay. gonna say like yeah that <laughs> that just, is okay that is yeah. like Hollywood okay that oh, is scripted for sure. that is like no we don't look like that we don't perform like <laughs> yes. that like that is a full-time like, we don't job sound like that like, like yeah. that is like no yeah. you know and I'm just like but I think like you know my son now he's he's about to be 12 and so mm-hmm. he's kind of into like 
that puberty phase yeah and, like, interested and so I have to sit down and I have to talk with them and I have to give them like the real talk like you know what you see and I know like I can't control like everything that you do mm-hmm. but like just know that what you ever are gonna watch or what you look at is unrealistic and you yeah. shouldn't have those expectations for your future wife or for your future girlfriend because you know I mean she's not gonna be that tall tan you know skinny as a stick Mm -hmm. big tits big ass woman like and if you do find a woman like that usually they're not a real woman like they're fake in a way like their personality like you know what I'm saying like well because nothing is ever perfect like nobody's ever perfect like that well like even those women have insecurities and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying everyone who does look like that has insecurities that's not it as long as you're doing it for you and you love the way your body looks go for it yes But I think as women, we owe it to ourselves to have more of a personality than big tits and a big ass. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like a very harsh thing to say, but I'm saying that to myself as well. Like if I could go back and tell my younger self that because I always had this like weight number in my mind or this expectation of how I wanted to look. And it's like, I would beat myself up and look at everything that I was quote lacking Mm -hmm. rather than looking at what I did have and the things that I am blessed with. And now also having that nutrition and science background more so like I've learned our bodies. I mean, this is, we all have heard this, but our bodies are all unique and different, Mm -hmm. but also how we metabolize, how we digest genetics, our environment, even, um, as children, certain experiences shape the way our genetics show up later Mm -hmm. in life. And I mean, even mindset too, obviously, but it's crazy when you think about all the factors Mm -hmm. that affect physically how you're shaped. So I was thinking about this this morning before, or actually, yeah, right before I drove here, I was thinking it's kind of like, I have a set of keys for my car but I want to use that set of keys to unlock my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does not make sense. You're not using the right set of keys, but if you put those keys mm-hmm. in the car, that makes more sense because that's what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is finding where you're happy and healthy. Like screw what everybody else thinks, because here's the thing at the end of the day, you are always going to disappoint somebody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you are trying to appease everyone, I think just existing in and of itself is too much of a burden then, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I, I always say to our clients as well, because I say this to myself, at the end of the day, the only person that you need to be 100% happy with is yourself. Mm-hmm. You are going to bed with yourself. You're waking yeah. up with yourself. You are going through life. And who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Who does the ideal you know, Tiffany look like? What does she do on a daily basis? What does her success look like to her? Mm -hmm. And then specifically, like, if you do want a partner someday, what does that partner look like in your life? Mm -hmm. And not settling because like, I know. Oh my gosh. Not settling is such like the phrase. mm, Do not settle for for less than what you deserve. And exactly. Like, I know so many women and I've dealt with so many clients who just Mm -hmm. settle Mm -hmm. or they're in this relationship. Um, you know, and their partner wants something different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you even together? Like, I know you guys love each other, but is it really love? Yeah. Like, to the point, like, maybe you did love. Maybe you mm-hmm. once were in love. But everybody grows, you know. I mean, I was with my ex-husband for 12 years since high school. Mm-hmm. And it was a shit show. But I did love him at one point. And then, you know, as years went by, I was like, he's not he's not making me happy. He Mm. is being too controlling and I want to be who I want to be. He was always judgmental. Like, um, his favorite thing was like, Oh, well you don't have a college education. And it's like, well, cause I was working, taking care of our child full time. And what's more important, providing Mm -hmm. a house and a roof and food and clothes on our child's back or going to school. Yeah. Cause I could still be successful, you know? And he was always so judgmental and just the way that like I didn't have any education. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough looking I wasn't I felt like I was almost like a sex toy for him mm-hmm. in a way and even when I didn't want to have sex mm-hmm. I was still forced like I had to and no I've, I've heard woman that. I've heard should that from ever yeah. feel like that because no. that is spousal rape and there is such a thing yeah just because you're married or you live together and your boyfriend girlfriend or mm-hmm. you're a, you know you're engaged mm-hmm. if you don't want to have sex yeah you say no mm-hmm. and a lot of women and I have done it they just say no, but then they just 
Yeah. You know, just to get him off my back to leave me alone. Yeah. You know, it's a real thing and it's sad and, you know, it played a lot psychologically on me. And then over the last few years, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to help women who are like this. Mm -hmm. I want to let them know that, first of all, you make yourself happy. Absolutely. Don't make any other man happy (laughs) because unfortunately that man will never be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always going to be... Now, unless it's like a, a true man who solely loves like their woman, and I've known quite a few men like that, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they accept their wife or their girlfriend for who they are, no matter how dorky they are, mm-hmm. if they can't dance or <laughs> their faults, you know, yeah. their imperfections, and that's a beautiful thing. And I just wish that more men were like that, yeah, and would stop trying to compare. Like, you know, like um, my ex-husband said, you know, you're not funny. You don't have a funny personality. You're just goofy. And I was like, everybody I know thinks I'm a hoot. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't understand, like, you know, where you're coming from. And I got out of a really toxic relationship, and that's why I like to help women. That's so You know, whether that's though, like body image that you're or, helping now. Not that, yeah, not, yeah, no, not no, no, no. Totally understand like, what you It's meant. so beautiful <laughs> that you went through that horrible, yeah. no. But the thing no. is, is, you know, it maybe wasn't a beautiful experience. It was a negative experience, but there was something positive that came out of it. And Absolutely. that is learning to love myself. And sometimes we do have to go through those bad experiences mm-hmm. to learn Heck that yeah. about, you know, yeah. and that's what I tell a lot of my clients is clients who have gone through really traumatic experiences. Like, yes, you know, those experiences were shitty and it's unfortunate and, you know, but you have to understand that now you're coming out of this, you know, this, this experience that you had and you're coming out a stronger, more beautiful person, you know? So with every negative thing that happens to you in life, there's always something positive that comes out of it. You may not know it at that certain Mm -hmm. point in time because the, the wounds are so fresh and you're still Mm -hmm. in that healing process. And, you know, you're going to heal no matter what happened to you all throughout your life. You know, every day you're evolving and you're changing Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful thing. And I just wish that the way society is now, it's just the whole issue of the way you look still is even in 2020, even with the color of your skin, everything that's going on nowadays is just, it's appalling. And I just wish more people were just loving and open-minded and loving somebody for who they are and their mm-hmm. personality and what they stand for right. rather than how they look. Absolutely. You know? And I always say too, we are souls with bodies, not bodies with souls. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge difference too. And I completely agree with you. I think it's so sad that we are so far in so many ways as a culture, as a society. And I mean that in terms of how we can connect with people, like how you and I connected, mm-hmm. like had yeah. it not been for Instagram, like we wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. Yeah. But at the same time, those tools can be used so poorly and that's so sad to see because yeah. it brings people down so much. And I think what it comes down to ultimately is we live in a very egocentric culture. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's the truth. Yeah. You know, it's this self-serving, what can I get from this person? What can I do today to satisfy myself? What can I do? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Very rarely... Do we have people who genuinely just, I want to help you just to help you, or or I want to give you a compliment just because I want to give you a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I remember, and this is like one of the reasons I'm kind of happy I'm out of LA, not to say that this won't happen up here too, but, um, I lived towards like about 45 minutes away from Malibu. So just to give you an idea, I was always kind of in that area. Mm -hmm. So Hollywood, so to speak. But I remember I was at a cupcake shop once and I let, I actually, I opened the door for this woman and I do this frequently cause that's just me. I'm not asking for praise, but that's just me. Yeah. Open the door for her. And I said, you can go ahead, like go ahead. Yeah. Um, and she's like, are you sure? I said, absolutely. It's not a problem. So I'm waiting in line. I'm looking at what it is that I want to get. And she's like, well, you must know by now what you want. Like, go ahead. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, Because, or like something like that. I just said I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, like, her response got really cold. And she's like, well, I wouldn't buy it for you anyway. And I'm like. Wait, what? I'm like, (laughs) okay, lady, I'm not asking you to buy my product or what I want to get because I opened the door for you. I just wasn't sure what I wanted to order. Like, I did know, but I wanted her to go first. I didn't want her to think, oh, here, let me get in line behind you now. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. I meant it like, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want, you know, you to go back in line. Like you, yeah. you are there. I like, I willingly did this. Yeah. Yeah. But just that response, I'm like, dang, that is our cultural response, you know? Cause we're like, oh, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're nice to me, what do I have to do? Yes, exactly. And so it's <laughs> just like, you know, so I was on this, I guess, date, you should say with this guy mm-hmm. and like we were walking and like we were walking, it was later at night, it was dark, mm-hmm. and um, every time, like he had to walk like by the street, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, like, he kept moving, and after having a, just a previous history of just dating men who were just garbage, yeah, I finally asked him, I was like, is this like a thing? And he's like, what, you never heard of chivalry? And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, yeah. where like a man walks by just in case a car's coming, yeah. so if anything happens, and I was like, oh. And it's it's sad because like, you know, growing up, I've seen men, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up without a father, so, like, non-existent, single mother household, yeah. and seeing um, the men my mom dated, they are just trash, and so I grew up, like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know what she really was. Like, you know, when I go on, on dates, I offer to pay, or I offer to split, mm-hmm. you know, or if the man pays, I'm like, are you sure you don't want me to give you, like, I can Venmo you money, because, yeah. like, that's just how I am. Like, I yeah. feel like, you know, everything should be equal, and um, it's crazy, because, yeah, it's... Everybody thinks like, you know, I say, I told uh, my coworker, um, you know, I really like your outfit. Mm-hmm. And then she just was just so nasty to me. And I was just like, I just said I liked your outfit. I wasn't like, yeah, doing anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and it's funny because it's like, you know, she immediately came back with, oh, uh, do you want me to do this for you? And I was like, no, you, you stick to your, yeah. your job duties and I'll stick to mine. You know, and it's crazy because, like, I do. I'm a, a very, um, like, I, I open doors for people all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, go ahead. I open the door for you. Like, yeah. I'm in no rush. Like, you know. And the, I just do, like, and I, you know, I, if somebody falls or I see if somebody on the street that has an issue, I'm always going up to them and being like, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And they're like, ew, like, get away from me. You're a stranger. You know, like, I don't yeah. know if you're going to, like, hurt me. And, I, like, I get that, especially if you're a female and it's a man coming over, a strange mm-hmm. man. Like, I totally get that. Your mm-hmm. guard is up. But... We can't always have a negative, like, thought, like, they want something out of yeah. that. Because somebody's just trying to be truly genuine, and they're trying to be nice. And yeah. they're trying maybe to make your day feel better, and then maybe they're trying to pay it forward. You know, because sometimes yeah, I do absolutely. that. Like, when I'm in Starbucks, I'll offer to pay, you mm-hmm. know. And then sometimes people are like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. That helps me out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I've had a few people where they're like, oh, well, don't expect me to keep paying it forward. And I was like, didn't ask you to. I yeah. just was, you know, like, yeah. that's on you if you don't want to <laughs> do that. But, like, I was just trying to be nice because I do that every once in a while. Whether I'm in the drive-thru and I'm like, hey, I'm going to pay for this person's order behind me. Here's 20 bucks to, you know, if if there's still more money left over, then pay for the other person. You know, like, sometimes I do that just because, you know, it makes me feel good and it makes, and I know it made somebody else feel good. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, and that's just the type of person I am. And a lot of people aren't like that. And, you know, it's very true. And um, the thing is, too, what I find very interesting is law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So you were mentioning how people are often like, well, I'm not going to do this now just because you did this nice thing. Yeah. If that is your genuine attitude going through the world, expect to get that handed back to you. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you have a, like a very genuine, you know, this is what I want to attract. This is the energy I'm putting out. Because energy that you put out is the energy you're going to receive back. Yes. yes. And it is mm-hmm. huge. And I know for a lot of people that can sound like a little like, okay, like, that's a little woo-woo. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm yeah. stealing from my friend Taylor who owns the coaching business because she always is like, I know it sounds woo-woo, but it's so true because I used to be someone, again, I used to always say the most negative things about myself. I believed the most negative things. I believed like I should feel lucky if a guy paid attention to me. Yes. And that's another thing where it's just like, ooh, if I could just like go back and have a talk with myself or just with any woman who's struggling with that, like, that's one thing I want you to know. Don't ever, 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 and I mean, even if um, you're not dating a guy, if you're dating a girl, um, don't ever let yourself think that you should feel lucky that someone's paying attention to you. Yes. Own that energy. Say, you know what? Mm -hmm. They're lucky to be in my presence, not in a cocky way, but in a very genuine, like, I'm happy that we have this time and this energy together. This is a moment that exists. Um, Where's that music coming from? It's the church bells. Oh my gosh. Should we like maybe move, like start walking a little bit? Sure. We can absolutely do that. What is that? (laughs) Lovely church bells. 
I know. Ugh. Okay, there. I'll hold the phone while we talk oh, or yeah, walk no and worries. talk. That way, like, we'll get away from the music. <laughs> um, but the thing is, too, I think we put so much pressure on where we want things to go that sometimes we compromise the quality of that moment. Does that kind of make sense? Like, mm-hmm. for example, like not every date we go on is going to end in a relationship, but that doesn't mean the date in and of itself isn't amazing and you didn't have a fun time. Yeah. But I think sometimes because we're so hung up on what that end goal is supposed to be, we'll then judge that date and say, well, since we didn't end up dating, that was a terrible date. That was a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of being authentic and letting it happen. Should we sit here? Did you far enough? In the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the sun too, so it makes it a little more work. Yeah, I totally like... You know, a lot of dating advice that I give is like, you know, you could go on some amazing dates with some Mm -hmm. amazing people and it, maybe it doesn't go into a relationship. Maybe you have a beautiful friendship. Yeah. You know, and that's, what's important. Like you can't go into this having all these expectations to be like, oh my God, I'm going to have his babies. We're going to get married. (laughs) You know, it's okay if you do that when you're like younger because you're a teen and first love, like it's totally understandable. But then I feel like as an adult, when you mature, it's like, come on now. Yeah. Like take every day. Every day, every day, you know, while it comes at you, you know. um, And I feel like it's it's hard to, because you get so excited. Oh, for sure. For sure. I've been on that end, too. Like, like, oh, my gosh. And he's so cute, you know. He's so nice. He's so amazing. And we're so like. And then, like, you know, because, like I said, I've dated guys like that. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, they ghost you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well why mm-hmm. and usually you know I don't have an issue with them ghosting me like whatever it happens I've been stood up multiple times mm-hmm. but then I've had flat out this guy came in walked in saw me sitting down at Starbucks and walked right back out Ooh, like, that he is took hard a, and I was just like holy shit like I was looking I was like oh, you know maybe I'll <laughs> wear it was and I was like I don't like he knew what I looked like because he saw my Instagram he saw my Facebook I sent him pictures and we like FaceTimed and we yeah. video chat so he knew what I looked like yeah I don't look any different than you know my pictures yeah so, you're not out there hat fishing people yeah exactly <laughs> you know I'm not some like 50 year old man like you yeah. know you know what I'm saying yeah and that like that's still to this day and that was maybe a year ago mm-hmm. it still stings a little bit yeah for sure because it's like what mm-hmm. like you knew what I looked like. Like you knew, like you knew me like well enough because we talked for a long period of time. Like you know who I, like I was and who mm-hmm. I stood for as a person. You know, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I never heard from him again. And sometimes I feel like, and we're still like Facebook friends, and we still follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> so at times I feel like I just want to DM him and be like, dude, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But like I'm not gonna I do that, that because like I don't care. Like yeah, it still hurts, but like I don't got time for that. Yeah. You know, if he just decided like, yo, like she's maybe I changed my mind or whatever it was and like okay so what go have fun with your life like move on you know mm-hmm. like, I don't care but it's just crazy and yeah. like you know you don't settle you be you make yourself happy that is the priority for sure you know and, and don't expect don't have high expectations of something if it works out and mm-hmm. like you're dating somebody and you guys end up getting married and you have kids that's great it's beautiful don't expect that you yeah. know what I'm saying like at least not on the first date. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, you know I'm saying? Because, like, like, how many girls listening? And I'm like, I'm guilty of this. Like, you figure out his last name, and you're like, would that sound good with my first date? Oh, my God. And, you know, I still do that sometimes, too. And it's just, like, who we are, yeah. you know? But, like, I do that just to be like, okay, cool. Sounds cool. You know? Yeah. But I don't laugh. Like, that's yeah, not you're not I'm running working. to the wedding registry I'm not office like, today. Oh, my God. Let's see each other every day. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, like, yeah, you need your space, you too. You need your space. And if we see each other every week or every other week, like, that's cool. You yeah. know, um, maybe a few times, you know, a month, whatever. Like, yeah. you don't want to force something that's not meant to be forced. You want it organically. You want it. Absolutely. I feel like organic is, you know, the way to go. And, like, I forgot even how I kind of, like, met the guy who I've just, I mean, we're not even, I don't even know what we're doing. We're just hanging out. I think I met him on, like, a social, like, a, t- like a dating app. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to ask him because he probably <laughs> knows more of that information than I do because <laughs> I don't remember shit. <laughs> and, um, and it's just with the dating apps, like, I have them now, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm never on them because, mm-hmm. like, the shit I see on there, I'm like, <laughs> okay, what? Like, people actually <laughs> post this? Like, they're expecting to get, like, a girlfriend out of this? Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> you That's know? true. And you can definitely tell 
the way somebody is by the way and it's sad of like what they post like if a guy posts like a dick pic then all you know is they want like first of all they're catfishing you or they just want sex like Mm -hmm. obvious you know and then you have like you know the guys who are always drinking and smoking and everyone Mm -hmm. then you know then they know that maybe they haven't matured yet you know they're at a certain age where they're still at that partying phase and that's not for you you know, maybe that's going to be for somebody else, another exactly. woman you or never a man know. who's into that stuff. Yeah. You know, so there's somebody for everybody. Absolutely. And it's just weeding out and having that organic chemistry and having things in common. And, you know, like, I feel like that's so important. And where you're not looking at that person, you're not like, oh, my gosh, he's like 500 pounds. You know, like yeah. you're looking, you're at, looking at, at that person, person. Yep. and you're looking at how that person speaks and how, like, intellectual they are and how they make you laugh and what they like and what they're and like you're actually listening to them oh, for sure because there's a lot of men and a lot of women who they listen but they don't listen yeah they listen but they don't hear exactly and they have exactly. conversations to talk to someone but not speak with them mm-hmm. and I think that's a big difference and kind of branching off what you were saying here too one thing I have found I'm gonna try to keep these two notes in mind first thing one thing I found is that I am so genuinely happy figuring out what makes me feel strong, Mm -hmm. passionate, and what gets me up every morning. And there is so much beauty in that and that I never gave it credit for because I always thought, okay, life is going to go this way and that way. But the fact that like, I get to wake up every morning and do what I love is the biggest blessing ever because when you truly sit down and you realize you have this life one time one time and it goes by so quick and that there are people who are maybe actually at any age 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s whatever you name it who have lived their lives trying to appease other people and never having truly lived for themselves Mm -hmm. that is one of the most gut-wrenching and heartbreaking things ever like that's what touches my soul and what hurts me and which is why I think like what we're doing is so important because it's once you have that confidence that you're able to go out and kick ass. You're able to demand, like, I want this out of a relationship. I want this out of my dream job. I refuse to be treated like that when it comes to friendships. I don't care if this person decides not to text me back or be my friend anymore because I believe in X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. And the second thing is when something falls away or goes out of your life, I always say, let it. There is no reason the universe or whatever higher power you believe in, there's a reason why it's letting that dissolve from your life. And like you were saying, let things happen organically as they're supposed to, you know, because there's no point in forcing it. And again, I say that because that on off fuck boy relationship mm-hmm. I learned so much from that <laughs> yes, but like yes. I remember I tried so hard like seriously like clenched fists and it it wasn't meant for me and now looking back I am so happy that the universe was like listen mm-hmm. we're really not going to make this happen for yeah, you yeah. it is going to suck right now it's going to hurt But, you know, if I had known years down the line that I could use that just to empathize more with people and also to understand myself better, I would have been like, heck yeah, that's fine. Like, let it happen. (laughs) Yeah. But you were also mentioning, like, when it comes to, because all of this whole podcast is kind of focused on, like, body image and things like that. Like, this guy, he was, like, attractive. Like, he he lifted. He was, you know, shredded and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Again, that's why I was like, oh my gosh, I should feel so lucky because I'm not a size two. And like, here's this fit guy who likes me, which is bullshit. Don't ever fall for that. Yeah. Um, Because these guys prey on girls who have that mindset because that keeps them at bay Mm -hmm. exactly where they want them. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. I remember too, there was like, because again, looks aren't everything. And I say this because there are like so many moments, but like two that really stand out. One... We were at a restaurant and like, I'm always someone, I talk to the staff wherever Mm -hmm. we go. Like I love talking and engaging with people and I always really like, I thank them for what they do Mm -hmm. and I ask nicely and I'll wait. Like I am never in a rush. Yeah. I mean, okay, sometimes I am. I'd like to, you know, but like, it's like treat people kindly because this is my equal. This is a person on, this is a person. I don't care if you're a barista or if you're a lawyer, you are Mm -hmm. a person and I'm going to treat you accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember, like, I guess something wasn't to his liking or we didn't get something. And he raised his hand and I swear, like, he snapped at the waiter. Oh, like, literally, my gosh. Like, literally took no. his finger and, like, snapped. And I was like, 
wow, like my whole, like, like everything in me, like every womanly part of me was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just sucked right like, back in. Like, it just like, sucked oh. back in, and I was like, oh. <laughs> or, like, so there was that instance, but then, like, I think the last time we were seeing each other, like, this just hit on a level where I just, like, I was just shocked, and I, like, I almost feel bad for outing him on all of this, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, okay, no one knows his name. I'm not exactly. going to, like, yeah, link exactly. I'm not going to, like, link his Insta in this or anything. Yeah. Um because that is just petty energy that no one needs. Mm-hmm. But again, just for the sake of this podcast mm-hmm. and what we're talking about as far as body image goes and not just going off of people's looks but their actions. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one time we were in the car and driving and I don't know how we came about this conversation, but like and he I could tell like it was awkward from his end too, which I mean, given what it was, it's like of course it would be, but he was trying to say like he and I had a lot of similarities because we're both white so to speak Mm. which is funny because he's from South America like Mm -hmm. he's got South American and Italian in him so he's like a bit darker right yeah yeah so he was trying to say that because we're quote both white we have more in common than let's say an interracial couple would and I looked at him and I'm like what kind of fucking sense does that make yeah because the kicker is his brother-in-law black yeah and he has a nephew who is half white half black Mm -hmm. so I just like I remember I looked at him like in shock because up until this point he had never said anything like this and like I am not for that like and especially with what we were talking about recently like what's going on in the world like it appalls me but then to see, just like, for example, in this guy that I dated, to see that that is, like, it was, like, nonchalant for him. Like, he just yeah. said it with such, like, yeah, I'm going to go get the groceries. Like, that kind of level of comfortability, I was, like, I just... it's unco- I, It was uncomfortable, probably. Oh, like I, I didn't yeah. even know what to say. I mean, I told him, I was like, well, that's stupid. That has nothing to do with it. For example, you grew up in South America, and I grew up in California. Mm-hmm. I could have more in common with any person of any racial background who was born here than I would with you. Like that does not equate. That doesn't matter. And even so, like it doesn't matter who you love, who you have a preference Mm -hmm. for. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I did not understand the logic and Tiffany, this guy was smart. Like he went to school to initially be a lawyer. So I'm just like, (laughs) like where does this come from? Yeah. Yeah. Where does it come from? And it just, like, it blew me away. And all I kept thinking about the rest of the car ride, like, after giving him a piece of my mind a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, was, like, his nephew. Because I'm like, well, how do you look at your nephew then? Like, what do you think of him? And that just, like, it made me sad. And maybe I was internalizing too much. And I'm, like, I'm sure he loves his nephew. But it's just, like, it hurt because it's, like, what if your nephew was in the car right now? Or what if your brother-in-law was in the car? Or your sister? Like, how would you explain that to them? Yeah. You probably wouldn't because you know that's wrong. Yeah. You know, there's more to a person than physical appearance. And I think the more we start respecting that and seeing that, that's where we're really going to make breakthroughs in culture. So, yeah. and especially with everything that's been going on recently. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, I come from a family. We have a lot of Asian. Mm-hmm. My son, um, he is, he looks white, but he's half uh, Brazilian and his dad's mm-hmm. um, like a black Brazilian. So he's darker skin toned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I never like looked at that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I never, I never saw that, you know, when I met him, I looked at his personality and he had a great personality when mm-hmm. I met him and then. I don't know. Um, you know, and so, but I remember, so his, he was telling me a story about when my son was maybe three or four and he was out with his grandpa. So Mm -hmm. my ex-husband's dad, now he is dark. Okay. Mm -hmm. He is like a, like a true black Brazilian. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was walking in a mall with him and I guess like some older white couple came up and like threatened to call the cops because they were like, well, you're black and this child's white. Like, is, like, is this your child? Like, are you kidnapped? Like, you know, like just yeah. assuming this. And if I was there in person, I would have just went yeah. ham on this older white couple, yeah. you know? And, and the, like, I don't know what happened, but I guess the cops weren't called. And then he was like, yeah, this is my grandson. And then my grandson was like, yeah, that's my grandpa. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know him, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like he's my family. And it is sad. It is, it is sad to have to deal with that. And I can't imagine. And just like, you know, and I have, and I've witnessed that, you know, Mm -hmm. for myself, 
you know, when my ex-husband and I were standing in a, a movie theater line to go see some, like, movie premiere, and we, like, always got there early, like, when we were mm-hmm. younger, because it was, like, always a three-hour wait in line, we were stupid, we had no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my ex-husband was wearing, like, a support, like, Bernie Sanders shirt, mm-hmm. I guess it's, like, the first time he ran, mm-hmm. and um, the older white couple were just, like, making these remarks, and they were, they were talking loud, but, like, whispering, like, yeah. you know how people do like, that, right? Like, they don't want to like, be heard, but they want to be heard. Oh, yeah. You know, and they were just saying, oh, Bernie Sanders, like, this young generation, and he's black, you know, and... I turn around, I look at them, and I'm just like, it's like, excuse I, me? Like, what? It's something that just still blows my mind, which is why, like, I love how much activism we have. And that's why, like, it's so important that we have things like, for example, like Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And that it's something that we're so vocal about. And mm-hmm. I think what people sometimes miss the mark on so much, and I love that. Um, things have been kind of brought down to a more simplistic level, but you know how a lot of people are arguing against that and saying like, well, all lives matter. And it's like, well, that is not, yes, absolutely. Every human life matters. But right now in this specific situation, in order for that to even be on the playing field at all, Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that these lives are protected, that these lives are valued. And it's that analogy of like the house. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've heard that recently, but it's like someone in a neighborhood is like the house at the end of the block is on fire. And the person at the opposite end of the block whose house is not on fire is like, well, all homes here matter. Yeah. And it's like, yes, but that's not the issue. Your neighbor's house is literally on fire. Mm -hmm. We need to go help your neighbor. Yeah. And like, that's the same thing. And I think it's, I don't know. I think we're very lucky that we are part of a generation that is so much more open-minded mm-hmm. and wants to discuss these things and is getting to a place where like we love who we love because we love them. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's such a beautiful thing um, because we like, I think everyone deserves to be with someone obviously that they're attracted to, but mm-hmm. also someone who really brings qualities with them that you want like don't be with someone for superficial reasons because that is going to leave you feeling so empty all the time Mm -hmm. and you don't have to feel like you owe it to yourself to be with someone based on like oh they're this attractive and I'm I'm here Mm -hmm. like I'm a six out of a ten which don't ever do that don't use scale. a number scale to I'm, like, I'm not don't condoning do it. Yeah. that I'm don't just, do it <laughs> I'm just saying because I've heard this so often and like I think like back in high school one of my friends was like yeah I think we're like a four or you're like a four out of five like on a scale of ten and I was like well I didn't ask you yeah and I really like okay <laughs> what like okay I think like what makes someone beautiful like genuinely beautiful is who they are, what they stand for, what they believe in and how they treat other people and whether or not they're using their life in a capacity that serves more than just themselves. That's personally what I look for in everybody, like not just romantic partners, but even the women that I work with, like I love them, Mm -hmm. not because they always hit their macros to a T or they, because what we do too is like they have daily tasks where you know, you have five goals that you want to get done. And obviously we want to aim for that five out of five because it builds momentum and, Mm -hmm. you know, but there are some days where like shit hits the fan. We have a tough time, but just because you get like a one out of five or a three out of five or a two out of five, whatever, that's not going to diminish my capacity for how much I respect you. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your being here and who you are and your importance in my life is not performance-based. And I think so many people miss the mark on that because we bring our own expectations into certain things. Mm-hmm. And I had this come up with another friend of mine recently. And she was going through some challenges with um, another friend of hers. And the friend of hers was being really nasty about the fact like, you never text back, you never do this. And they've been friends for a long time. I've known this friend shorter, but I also know... She doesn't text back very often or quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not something that frustrates me because yeah. I know that about her. Yeah. I'm not going to place my own wants and projections on her in that way because, heck yeah, then yeah. of course you'd always be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You take people where they're at and you choose to love them where they're at, yeah. not where you hope they'll be, yes. not based on where you want them to be, just on who they are. Mm-hmm. And again, 
this friend of mine, she is amazing and wonderful. And if she's listening to this, she knows exactly who she is, um, which I hope she is. Um, she is such an amazing person and she's been such a light and influence on my own fitness journey that I'm not going to like, just cause we haven't FaceTimed in X amount of time or she didn't text back because of this last week. I'm not going to be like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because as a person, she's a quality, amazing human being. Yeah. You know, I think we need to reevaluate what qualities we look for. Like, yeah. okay, you want someone who texts back fast, but what is the quality of the message they're sending you? Mm-hmm. You want someone to pay attention to you, but what are they paying attention to? Are they paying attention to your thoughts and your dreams and where you want to be? Yeah. Or are they paying attention to the fact that you're wearing this outfit or your butt looks good mm-hmm. or like, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, just being like a sexual object. Yeah. It's really about quality. And so don't ever be afraid to have those seasons where you're just kind of alone or you don't have the biggest friend group or you're not in a relationship. Like I have found the most happiness now that I've been single for two years and I'm fine. Like I genuinely, I mean that from a happy place and even for the girls that I work with or anyone really who is in a relationship, I'm happy for that too. Yeah. As long as it's healthy and it's productive and it's feeding your soul and nourishing you in a way that you need and you can really go through life with this person or whatever you're going through right now, that person fits what you need beautiful yeah but don't ever think that and this is another thing I see with women so much don't ever think that you are less of a person or you're incomplete because you are not with a man mm-hmm. oh yes that yes. is the biggest yes bullshit you ever you don't need to be a man <laughs> to be successful or to be happy no. within your life exactly a ma- like a man is nice or a woman is nice your par- a yeah. partner is nice to Absolutely. have to share that life experience with you but you don't need it to survive mm. and to be successful no like you don't need it like you know we're not meant like yeah we're meant to procreate and all that but like really like I have known people that have just been single for years mm-hmm. because they just are happy like that mm-hmm. and that is completely okay absolutely that is okay like I said you don't need to have a partner all the time you can be single you can do your mm-hmm. thing and you can be happy but don't the main thing is don't ever settle you know yeah. what I'm saying and don't sacrifice like what you want and don't lower your standards exactly. because I see a lot of people doing that they're lowering their standards don't lower your standards oh yeah keep them where they're at you have those standards for a reason mm-hmm. you know and it's just yeah I, there are times where I'm like you know a lot of my family's like oh well because I'm not divorced yet I'm legally separated mm-hmm. you know but the relationship's been over for me for years whether he knew that or not, I don't know, because he never really paid attention. You know, mm-hmm. it was always I was always sacrificing. I was always moving and doing what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Where I, you know, I up, uprooted my sons and I's life just to go follow him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got to a point where I was like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah, I'm happy where I'm at, and I'm gonna stay where I'm at, and you go do you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're always gonna have that special relationship because we do share right. a child, and I'm always gonna have respect for you and be civil with you, but. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, he's a really good friend. Like, he's a really good friend. But relationship, I just think that kind of... And it's okay if it fizzles out. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Absolutely. And what I see a lot is when people break up, they, like, never speak to each other again. But, like, they were, like, you know, you guys were probably, like, best friends in your relationship. Don't let... Because you aren't having sex or you're not, you know, sharing bills. Like, don't let that, like, ruin that friendship. Right. You know? Sometimes Be it's mature okay. enough to yeah. separate those two. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, like you said, you get together with somebody and you grow apart totally natural. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good friendship, a good, solid friendship, like, keep that. Yeah. You know? Like... It's you not don't all have or nothing. to be together. Like, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to be married. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you get divorced and you remain best friends. Like, I totally, like, am 100% for that. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people are just better off as friends. Yeah. They test that relationship level and they're like, mm, you know, maybe it's not, maybe I don't, just don't see myself, like, personally in a relationship with you. And that's okay. Yeah, of and course. And I have to tell my clients and I tell a lot of women that it is okay it's okay to fall out of love with your husband. It's mm-hmm. okay if you just want to be friends with him. It's okay if you want to get divorced. It's oh, like it is okay, mm-hmm. you know. And if the guy can't respect you enough to either give you that divorce or, you know, if you guys share a kid and he's like, you know, no, I don't want anything to do with you, but that's him. 
that's not yes. a reflection of yourself at all. And that's, okay? that's and don't so blame important. yourself. So important. It is on him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to take mm-hmm. away from any type of relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And that's what I'm learning now is, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I, I stuck to what I was doing. I, you know, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to have that same respect, you know, then that's on that's on him. his end. That's his exactly. personal. That's his with. That's his own issues, basically. Right. His own insecurities. That's that's on him, you know. And so I feel like it's important as women is that you know, first of all, we stick together. Mm-hmm. We don't lower our standards mm-hmm. and we support each other because I feel like being supported. And now with just this younger generation and like my yeah. kid, you know, and his generation and how like it's so evolving and it's changing and it's about mm-hmm. damn time. Yeah. You know, it is about damn time and it's, things are changing and there's movements happening and it, you know, it's 2020. Yeah. Like it's time. Yeah. Like one, it's been way one, past one would, due. One would hope so. <laughs> no, it definitely is. And I think, um, you touched on something really important here and that we don't realize sometimes until we go through a certain relationship or a process with someone else that they may not be the best fit for you in this capacity like for example I have some amazing girlfriends but I would never live with them because I know that would change our relationship Mm -hmm. and that wouldn't work out yeah you know but that doesn't mean I love them any less and that's sometimes what happens in romantic relationships too and that's okay Mm -hmm. it doesn't and I think for women it hits especially hard because you often think like well what did I do wrong how did I not show up was I not woman enough and I think those the answer to that is no, not at all. It's natural. People evolve and they change sometimes. You can go, you know, to a therapy or get counseling in a way that helps to mend that. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. But if that's not your story, don't beat yourself up for it. Yep. It's okay yep. because this moment of pain of separation is way more worth it than spending forever in a relationship that's mediocre Mm -hmm. yes Yes. you know or one that's Mm -hmm. bringing you down and not fulfilling you in a way that makes you happy and that goes the same thing like with work too like we were talking a little bit before this about our careers and things that we do um or like that I did on the side and like I remember years ago um I was working at both a gym and a physical therapy office, so I've always kind of had a love for the kind of science, nutrition, Mm -hmm. physical side. But I remember just, like, the staff and the bosses that I worked for. It was so just, I I don't know, there's not a word for it, but it was so detrimental just overall because you see how people treat each other and the level of disrespect that there is. Yep. And I remember thinking, like, I'm so damn lucky that I have such an amazing support system that even though this is shit, I can go to them and talk to them about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I think about all the people who are in those positions, in jobs, who have bosses, who have coworkers, who are complete and utter shit. Because yeah. let's be real, people are shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you deserve more than that. Yeah. And if, like, if someone out there is, like, looking for a signal or a sign and they're like, I needed someone to tell me to quit my job or, like, yeah. at least look into what I'm passionate about, take that as your sign. Yeah. Because, like, I know I did one um, podcast that I love to listen to is Emily Hayden's podcast. So I, I'll give you the link yes, to that. Please. But um, if you haven't heard of her before, I love her. She is an IFBB pro. Um, bikini competitor and she's currently working on becoming Miss Bikini Olympia and I am not in that realm Mm -hmm. that is not my specialty but that's okay it's hers but what I love about her is just the mentality that she brings like if you ever need someone to be like your hype woman or to give you like the facts straight up like she mm. yeah but I remember like listening to her and the day that I quit my regular job I think I've listened to one of her podcasts and it just resonated so much with me where she had said like, you need to live a life that you're proud of. Like be relentless in pursuit of who you want to be. Yep. And I'm not saying that like it was possible like from one day to the next, but your dreams are your dreams for a reason. And you owe it to yourself to chase those dreams. Even if right now you don't know how that's all going to come to pass, believe that it will still come to pass. Don't shelve it and say, I can't. Because I'll tell you, two years ago, I was at that point where I said, well, I'm never going to be a personal trainer. I'm never going to work with women through coaching one-on-one, X, Y, and Z, all this stuff. And it's not until now that I look back and I'm like, dang, I was dreaming so small for myself. 
And then the second that I let those walls down and said, I don't know how, but I know this is my passion and this is where I want to be. God, universe, I'm, I'm listening. Yep. I'm letting you direct where I'm supposed to be. I let go of this notion of who everyone else expected me to be and just worked on who I wanted to be. Yeah. Because when we show up as our authentic selves, that's when we're able to create the best. That's when we're able to show up for others the best and ourselves. And that's when we create that energy and that fire that not only ignites us, but ignites the people around us. And that has an effect you know, so it's yeah. like this domino chain effect. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's crazy. And it's amazing. Yeah. But it's amazing what we go through, like, as growing up is, like, what we learn as young 